Welcome to the Chlorine King Podcast, where your host, Eric Taylor, will discuss tips for the do-it-yourselfer, answer listeners' questions, conduct product reviews, and host special guests from the pool industry. Grab your swimsuits and let's dive in. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Chlorine King Pool Service Show podcast. We have a great episode in store for you tonight, showing you how you can save money on your pool equipment by making it as energy efficient as possible. But before we get to that, I have a few emails from our listeners. The first one's from Ernie, and Ernie wants to know, Eric, what's the difference between a company that charges $80 a month or $120 a month? Well, Ernie, it ultimately comes down to the quality of service you're going to receive. Because at $80 a month, there's not much money to be made and still be able to provide a full service. And here's why. Each trip is basically a $20 gross. So that's before any gas, any chemicals, any taxes they pay, if any, any insurances, or any time that they spend at your pool. At the end of the day, they're going to be walking away with maybe $10 or $12 per trip net. So in order to you know make a lot of money and get ahead, they need to do 20 or 30 pools a day. Well, it's virtually impossible to do a full service and do 20 or 30 pools a day. So what does that mean? That means that they're going to skimp on the service they give each customer to get through the day. Whereas someone that charges $120 a month really does have the time because they don't have to do as many pools as a guy charging $80 a month to make money. So they really have the time to you know, go through your equipment, make sure everything's running properly to make it, sure your baskets are empty, to really do a full service and take the time to really test your pool and add the chemicals as needed. That's where it's just really, that's where that phrase, cheap work isn't good and good work isn't cheap, really rings true in the pool service business because it it would behoove you to hire someone that does quality work. They're going to be a little more expensive, but at the end of the day, it's going to be better for you and your pool. So hopefully that answers your question, Ernie. The next question is from Todd, and Todd asks, Eric, my creepy's not working right. What's going on? Well, Todd, I'm assuming it's a suction side cleaner. That's the most popular style of cleaner we have here in this area. And the first thing I will look at is your filter. Suction side cleaners are completely dependent on how well they function off how clean the filter is. So if it's really dirty, the pressure's really high, that cleaner's probably not going to be working properly. So the first thing I would do is clean the filter. If it's a cartridge, take it out and clean it. If it's a sand or DE filter, go ahead and backwash it and and recharge it if it's a DE filter to get the pressure as low as possible because that will allow the cleaner to work better. That's the first place I would look. The next place I would look is your valves. Each cleaner when you buy it should have come with a suction pressure gauge that basically you can monitor how much suction you're giving the cleaner because each cleaner runs off a specific range of pressure so each um, cleaner will have a, a range per for itself that you need to get the suction in to make it work properly so that's the first thing I would do I would open up the vacuum valve all the way and manipulate the main drain and skimmer lines until you des- get the desired suction pressure I would err more on closing the dr- main drain off more a because that way the cleaner doesn't get stuck on it from the main drain trying to suck it down and B, it's just, the, the cleaner is basically a mobile main drain anyways, so you don't need to have the main drain on full blast. So take a look at those things, and, and uh, if you still need help, don't hesitate to give us a call or email us, and uh, we'll come out and take a look for you. 
Our guest tonight is Fred Horowitz from Pentair, and Fred and I are going to talk about energy efficiency with your pool equipment and why it's so important to make sure that your pool equipment is energy efficient. At the end of the day, if it's not, you're going to be wasting tons of money to run that equipment. The pool pump's the second largest energy consumer in the household, so if that's really old and rickety and not as energy efficient as the pumps today, you're literally throwing money away. Stay tuned, and uh, Fred and I have some great information in store for you. So I'm excited to have here on the line Fred Horowitz from Pentair. How you doing today, Fred? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks, Eric. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you here on the podcast. So why don't we go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and how you got in the business? Well, I work for Pentair Aquatics. I got into the swimming pool industry in 1992. I was making some career decisions back then, and I knew some people who were in the industry. and They always found it to be rewarding and fulfilling place to be so uh i kind of joined in awesome well that's good to know the topic tonight's energy efficiency and i figured it, i would want to talk to you because you know pentair has a very renowned uh history for uh energy efficiency so the first question is what is energy efficiency well i would say that it's trying to get the most out of an appliance with the least amount of cost Okay, so, uh, you you know, that's just across the board for any appliance, not just pool equipment. Yeah, I kind of consider pool equipment to be on par with anybody's major home appliances that they've got in their house. These are electrical devices that have to run every day or every other day and do a job and keep clothes clean, dishes clean, and keep your pool clean as well. Yeah, and we've talked a little bit before, um, you know, your company, Pentair, actually has had the, explain to me the Energy Efficient Award you guys have won four years in a row you're talking about. Yeah, there's um, what's called the uh, Energy Star Rating, Mm -hmm. and uh, Energy Star is a program that is overseen by the EPA, and it's actually above them. It's run by the Department of Energy. And the Energy Star program involves around 16,000 manufacturers around the world that make something that has energy-efficient value to it. And inside that program, products are submitted to uh, testing agencies, and they're tested for their effectiveness compared to other devices of the same category by other manufacturers Mm -hmm. and energy star rating is given so um, in 2014 pentair was awarded energy star partner of the year and then in 2015 pentair became the first company in the program's history to be awarded that um, partner of the year two years in a row And then in 2016, we won it for a third year in a row. And then earlier this year, we were named it for a fourth year in a row. So Pentaker, as a company, is pretty proud. That's awesome. Yeah, that that goes a long way to speak about how efficient your guys' equipment is. Yeah, we take a lot of time and effort to, in every category that we've got, to advance the cause of efficiency, effectiveness, longevity. And uh, we're... We're making some pretty good headway across the board, across the catalog, and all kinds of categories to to 
keep things getting more and more efficient as time goes on and as technology allows. Awesome. Well, let's dive a little bit more into it. So for a homeowner, why is it so important to be energy efficient? Well, naturally, you want to save as much as you can on your electric bill. Compared to other major home appliances, um, your pool pump can actually be a pretty big portion of your monthly electric bill. In fact, your air conditioner is always going to be number one on the list. Mm -hmm. Um, But number two, if you ask the average pool owner or just average homeowner what the number two device is in the house, they may say the dryer, water heater, those kinds of things. But in fact, if you own a pool, your pool pump is the number two energy consumer in your house. And it actually can be as much as all of your appliances combined. Wow. So, so having an energy-efficient pool pump can have a very large effect on your monthly electric bill. So whatever you can do in the pool and around the house as time goes on to reduce your bill by taking advantage of modern technology, you should do it. Now, it might mean that those appliances, devices, pumps, light bulbs might cost a little more. And generally speaking, the greener something is, the more expensive it can be. Mm -hmm. But it is an investment over time. And generally speaking, these kinds of new technology devices uh, last longer than conventional ones. So it's a good investment to get into. Gotcha, yeah, because the more efficient it is, the the less difficult it has in operating. So in theory, it should last a lot longer. That's right, less wear and tear. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's one of the big concepts of trying to design and engineer and manufacture with new materials, um, new ways of manufacturing. And um, yeah, it turns out pretty efficient with the technology we've got today. That sounds great. So let's talk about uh, pool pumps for a moment since you said that that could be the second largest uh, energy consumer. So how do we update the you know the, the pool pump to make it more energy efficient? Do we just buy a new one, or is there a certain type of pool pump we need? Explain that, please. Well, generally speaking, it means buying a new pump. Mm-hmm. And the kind of pumps that are available today, um, you could say have a dimmer switch built onto them, meaning you can slow the pump down if you want to. So the whole concept is slowing the pump down and running it for a longer period of time. So by slowing the pump down, you can drastically reduce the amount of energy that it draws. And then to if you're going to slow it down, you've got to extend the runtime to make sure that the water is properly circulated during the course of the day and that uh, whatever other devices you have on your pool that that need to run, you want to make sure that by the end of the day, everything is done. Chemicals are uh, dispersed through the water. Mm-hmm. The, the water is filtered properly. And uh, if you want to heat the pool, then all that heated water is circulating around and evenly spread throughout the pool. Okay, so what's the science behind uh, you know the dimmer switch pumps? You're talking about variable speed pump. Um, how do they save the money? Is it from lower wattage they're using, or what exactly is saving them the money? Yeah, 
couple of ways. First, the motors that are associated with these types of pumps are much more efficient than the standard type of motor that pool owners are used to seeing Mm -hmm. on their pump. Now, the motor looks the same, but inside, these motors are actually DC, direct current motors, instead of AC motors. AC motors are either on or they're off. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in between. So whatever pool pump your pool builder specified for your pool, whatever horsepower that might be, you're stuck. That pump is either on or it's off. Mm -hmm. With with a DC motor, like the variable speed pumps have, you can vary the speed of that motor. And when you can do that, you can actually tune the pump and its speed and its pumping power to the individual pool that you have. So you can dial in what your pool needs, no less and no more. When you have a single speed pump, most of the time, if not all of the time, your original pool pump is specced to be overkill. Just to make sure, no matter what happens, that your pool can be turned over in a very short period of time. What we've done is told folks, you don't really need to do it that quickly by spreading out, by slowing the pump down and spreading out the time, you're actually filtering better. You're dispersing your chemicals better, uh, dispersing heat around the pool better. So there's no real time frame that you have to run a pump other than accomplishing good chemistry, good circulation. So that's what we've done with this pump is slowed it down, requiring less energy, less wear and tear. And as a great benefit, it's, it's much quieter as well when you do that mm-hmm. so your neighbor, neighbors are going to love you and by the end of the day we can accomplish the exact same effectiveness as any single speed pool pump at literally a fraction of the cost so that's great that literally takes the guessing game out of uh, how, how long you need to run the pump in order to turn the water over in the industry we want, we want around one time to one and a half time turnover for a day and you know, putting in some uh, calculations into a, a formula, you can really dial in exactly how long you need to run this uh, pump and at what speed uh, to get the water turnover. And that's a huge that's a huge part because that's where you save all the energy. Yeah, it's important to have a pool professional in charge of your pool to help do those calculations, mm-hmm. set those speeds, and set up the parameters for the pump. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's important to have someone who knows pools to, to help with that, and it's very well worth the investment. And that's where it ties into the, what we talked about earlier as well. Uh, because it's running at a much lower speed and not full throttle all the time, that pump's going to last a lot longer too. Yeah, exactly. Less wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Um, almost as if um, the di- it's almost the difference between driving your car at full tilt um, and going as fast as you can for a certain period of time and, and basically being the rabbit or if you want to be the hare well that's fine you can still get to the finish line but you know yeah it takes uh, less energy you feel refreshed when you get to the finish line and yeah you get to last longer yeah so I mean between the, the money you save on the electric bill the fact that the motor lasts longer I mean it sounds like a variable speed pump really pays for itself yeah we 
we believe that somewhere between year one and year two, the investment that you make in a variable speed pull pump will pay itself off. Um, and then every year after that, you're pocketing a pretty good amount of money. So, yeah, it's a good investment all around. Yeah, that's exactly what I tell my clients between one and two years. So, so what are some other pool components uh, that they could save energy with? I know we talked about light bulbs a little bit, um, but what are some other things? Yeah, lighting is another area where a lot of technology is coming to the market with LED lighting, of course. And there's lots of choices out there for LED pool lights, LED spa lights, LED landscape lights. So if you're the type of folks that turns your pool light on, either every night on a timer or for parties and friends, LED lights can save about 80 to 90% on the cost of lighting. And LED lights are actually a, a different kind of light than you would normally see in a yellowish incandescent light bulb mm-hmm. in your pool or your spa. But you don't realize that until you get an LED light fixture in there, and then it's like, wow, it's pure white. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find alternatives with uh, pool and spa lights that change colors. So you can have red and green and blue and uh, all kinds of cha- color-changing modes uh, to pick from. And again, just like with the pump, they're taking less energy. LEDs have uh, a much longer lifespan. So those are also uh, a good deal and a good investment. Mm-hmm. Also... There are several ways to heat your pool, and that technology is also getting more and more efficient as time goes on and as technology allows. Uh, gas heaters can burn gas much more efficiently now. Uh, electric heat pumps are about at the peak of the laws of physics these days and can turn $1 of electricity into 4 5 $6 worth of heat. So wow. those are all... Also, very good investment. So if you want to heat the pool, yeah, definitely look into options for gas heaters that are very efficient these days and heat pumps that are also very efficient. Awesome. Well, that's really a lot of good information, Fred. So if you had to sum all this up for a customer and what's what's it all mean for them, what would you say? How would you explain it to them? Well, uh, there's two schools of thought, I would say. First is if you're in a position to have to repair a piece of pool equipment, um, take a a hard look at how old your item is and whether it's worth fixing because what you'd be doing basically is just perpetuating the same inefficient device Mm -hmm. or appliance. So the older something is, the less efficient it's probably going to be and it's going to cost a bunch of money. So at that point, you may want to think about instead of repairing something, just uh, cutting your losses and applying that money towards something new that's modern, new, and super energy efficient. Um, The other school of thought is to just stop the madness and cut out whatever the least efficient devices are on the pool because you're kind of throwing bad money down the, or good money rather down, down the drain mm-hmm. and invest in something that you know from day one is going to start paying for itself and then in fact paying possibly for other equipment on your pad um, 
with all the savings. You can slowly upgrade everything on your equipment pad over a short, relatively short period of years just by using the pool pump as a tool to do that. Okay, so uh, one last question. Uh, if, if you had to put in a list, uh, a chart for the greatest savings to the least savings, if someone's going to start replacing existing equipment, um, what, where it sounds like pump would be the number one most, uh, make the biggest change, but what about the other components? Well, I would say after the pump is probably the source of heat. Okay. So if you're heating your pool, and of course here in Florida, uh, we're talking only about heating for a few months out of the year. Uh, we've got so much sunshine and, uh, and heat these days that you're not really having to run your heater during the months that we're in right now. But if you want to extend your season, couple of months in the beginning of the summer, a couple of months after the summer, then to uh, try to find the most efficient way to heat with the modern devices that are out there. So the older your heater is, whether it's a gas heater or an electric heat pump, probably it's not nearly as efficient as what's available on the market today. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that info, Fred, and the insight. It's a uh... Definitely something worth looking into if a customer's uh, looking into upgrade their equipment. So I really appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to talking to you in the future. No, it's my pleasure, Eric. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, Fred. Take care. You too. All right, bye bye. Bye now. So again, that's Fred Harwitz from Pentair. I really enjoy talking with Fred. I call him a lot, and he always answers always willing to help and has tons of information. I always learn something from when I speak with him, and I hope you guys learned something tonight too. You can see why it's so important to make sure that the pool equipment is as efficient as possible. Because if not, you're literally just throwing money away. So if you're not sure if your equipment's efficient, have a local pool company come out and take a look and see what they can do to make your equipment as efficient as possible. Just whatever you do, make sure they're a licensed contractor because that way you can ensure you're getting good money or good work for your money. They're licensed and insured and all that stuff. So that concludes this episode. Hopefully you guys learned a lot. I know I certainly did from Fred, and uh, stay tuned for next week. We have an awesome guest. Her name's Andrea, and we're going to talk about women in the industry, so stay tuned for that one. That's definitely going to be a great episode. Have a great night, everyone. That's all for tonight, and thanks for tuning in. Please send any comments or ideas, how-to and guest appearance requests, and product review suggestions to eric at chloreinekingpools.com. Remember, if life piddles in your pool of dreams, just add some chlorine and keep swimming. See you next time.